0: Welcome to Streams of Income with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on when play Lego. Here's my Daddy, Ryan Rieger. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we have an awesome conversation with my buddy and returning guest, Stephen Hibbert. He's actually, if you remember, the one that won the auction that I did in, I think, 2017. Um, If you remember my story in 2012, I won an auction that Jim Cockrum did on eBay for his book, 101 Free Marketing. And so five years later, I did my own auction to benefit my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's orphanage in Guatemala And Steven was the winner of that one. And he also had lunch with me instead of a phone call. And we've been friends ever since. But he and I are launching a new project and uh, the unfrazzled entrepreneur podcast to help those people who are struggling with overwhelm, with being frazzled, with trying to Get their business to another level, but you feel like you're just constantly hitting that ceiling of like, I can't do anymore on my own. I can't scale anymore on my own. What do I do? Well, outsourcing is the key. It's been the key in my business. And we just have a fun conversation talking about his story, talking about his entrepreneurial journey. And it's just lots and lots of golden nuggets in this episode. If you want to learn more about um, our new venture uh, with um, outsourcing, we have a, a new site called Wingman VAs. We want to come alongside you, provide you with a virtual assistant that can help you focus on those things in your business that only you can do. Go to wingmanvas.com. Wingmanvas.com. Be happy to serve you. Uh, really looking forward to uh, this new project with him. I think it'll really bless a lot of people who are ready to take that step into outsourcing. And you're probably ready even before you think you are. Another really cool thing about this is it's a ministry for us because we're able to provide jobs for these awesome, hardworking folks. And it's just really cool. Really excited about this. I know you're going to love this episode. Here it is. Stephen, welcome back to Streams of Income. (laughs) So good to see you. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> how we doing? How we doing? So I had you and your brother on lots of episodes ago. I don't even remember what episode that was. I'll find it, stick it in the show notes. For those of you guys that wanted to hear um, their story together, which was fun on that episode, we talked about the print on demand, I think. Yeah. Cause you guys were doing a, lot a little of bit then. of how
1: we got started and what we were doing at the time. And then yeah. the team of EAs and trying to position our business and grow it in different directions. Yeah.
0: I think it was, I think the title was something about a uh, product that you don't have to touch zero cross product, zero cross dollar product that you don't even have to touch, um, which sounds is cool. But that's not what we're talking about today. So <laughs> we are talking about feeling frazzled, overwhelmed, and you and I got a new project that we're launching together. And so we'll talk about that here in a minute. But um, catch us up. What's going on since last uh, we last talk, but also just tell me some of your story. Let's go back to when you jumped into
1: this entrepreneurial journey. I guess I'll reverse back to As far back as like the entrepreneurial journey started, (laughs) uh, I think from the very early on, I knew that I was creative. Uh I was always uh, having thoughts of different things, but not knowing really where to put that creative energy. I saw my father pull car parts and then fix the cars and then sell the cars. I knew that I didn't have the skills to be able to like buy a used car, fix it up, sell it at 15, 16. But I was like, I can at least go to the junkyard with him, buy the part and then try to sell part that kind of started this entrepreneurial journey Mm. i think from that it was never like a passion of mine to do that but it was Mm. an enjoyable piece so i think i found opportunities where i could spend time with people and be around them and then do a thing that i could earn money so that car parts then led to selling online the selling online was just like hanging out with friends doing different things went to stores buying it selling online making a profit and then Mm -hmm. Nathaniel came in and saw what I was doing. He's 10 years younger than me. So it was just like a lot of things that we were testing and trying. He's a really good graphic designer. We really started working well together around the time that merch by Amazon was a new thing. And it was very easy for him to just make a bunch of designs and then try to sell them. And I could use all my past skills of selling online and SEO and understanding how to make listings and the traffic driving opportunities and Mm -hmm. doing that to make it a business. And then we turned that into helping people and i think as i look back that's like the key to a lot of my success is just finding opportunities to help people and i think that's like my driving factor yeah. a lot of things that i do is just is this going to be helping people uh, yeah. i can continue on i didn't want to cut you off if you have no any i was
0: going to say, something just it was in, intriguing about your story is that um you know the car parts that wasn't something that you were like oh i just love car parts <sighs> But it was just something that was your low-hanging fruit was right in front of you. That's similar to my story with furniture. I never grew up loving furniture. I mean, (laughs) you sleep on it, you sit on it. (laughs) I have a piece of furniture in my office, but I don't love furniture. I don't really care that much about it. But when I moved here to Texas, that was my low-hanging fruit opportunity. My wife and mother-in-law were already selling furniture on Craigslist. Hey, let's see if we can blow this thing up because I don't have to recreate the wheel here sounds similar to what you did. You, you were just kind of leveraging your dad's skill set, your, your dad's access to those things. You thought, you know Hey, I can sell this. It's right in front of me, not my passion, but it can bring me some money.
1: Yeah. I think the journey goes through different cycles, but I think that first yeah. is just, you need to make money. So you yes. find the thing that will at least make you money. Then when yeah. you get some of your time back and you have some money, then I think you can start asking yourself deeper questions. Do I That's like good. this? Do I enjoy this? I think that was, it's been for a long time. No, but I've just done it because I think being an entrepreneur, I get good at like having an idea and launching the idea and then making money yeah. with it. And then it's like, I, I talk to you a lot about this. I, I love building the house and then I tend to burn the house down and move on to the next. I know the advice is always build and then bolt onto your business instead of bouncing. <laughs> but I, I have Hold, a vers- not burn. Yeah, (laughs) I like to bounce and burn is my (laughs) technique. (laughs) I think it's led to a lot of interesting opportunities, but I think I just want to thank you again, too. It's just like you asked if I wanted to come and present at one of your events and then talk. And then it's led into a whole nother direction. The consulting and teaching is like, oh, here's something that I enjoy. I can now put these two things together. I can make money and enjoy the thing at the same time. And I think that's kind of where this... These roads have split and come back together. Mm. I now have realized that a lot of the advice, the help that I'm trying to give people is very good advice. And if they apply it, it really impacts their like, ROI, the actual thing. Yeah. That's been, it's like their bottom line is being affected. But yeah. I realize now, especially after coming out of COVID, like everybody seems a bit overwhelmed and I'm attempting to find yeah. ways to solve that problem. So I think the conversation that we've been having are like, "Ooh, here's an interesting thing to mm. do that we can do together. I love working with you (laughs) and it seemed like a perfect fit for being able to help people and then work with Ryan, who I enjoy Mm -hmm. working with.
0: I definitely want to get there. We'll get to the overwhelming because that's the big reason I wanted you to wanted to talk to you about it about, but uh, some just interesting things to chat (laughs) that you brought up that it wasn't your passion. Do you think it could have ever became your passion? Like if you just were become wildly successful and you were selling car parts on eBay, which is what you were doing could you see yourself still doing that today? If you had a, you know, a team of people, a warehouse, a, a system, a process in place, um, or do you think, you know, I would have gotten bored a long time ago and would have burned, burned it down. I
1: think if there were different circumstances, uh-huh. I, I think if it like, it was really my father doing one thing and I took it in a completely different direction. I think mm-hmm. if he, understood what i was doing and saw the potential of it which even back then like i had read no idea what i was doing i was just selling and trying to figure it out but i think if sure. we could have at that point come to a common ground and then like built a business together where he, we both have a garage he's fixing and selling i'm getting the parts and i'm selling the parts and we build it into like an auto business yeah. maybe because it would have been working with my father and i maybe would have loved that and built a team and done that and grown that business i don't know if it would have turned into like a warehouse and the the online business as much, it would have turned probably into more of like a custom shop. And sure, I like racing. I Maybe that passion would have been fed a little bit more. I think as I get older and realize like I have a problem with speed, that's why I don't have a motorcycle now. I can't keep the wheel down. It's like, I I know I'm a little recluse there. So I try to draw back from things that could be possibly like life ending. So maybe it would have led to other things, but I I don't know. It's an interesting conversation to go. If this... Could this have turned into a passion? Yeah, I think under the right circumstances, but I'm, as I dig into it, I think it is really, is it the person I'm working with that I enjoy? Mm. And am I helping somebody? Because I think that's why like me and Nathaniel's business work really well, because it was like, I, I really love working with my brother and yeah. I love helping with people. Yeah. Those are two things that are just like, to the nines, I, lo- I love that. And I, that's why I'm yeah. very passionate about our new project. And it is like, it, both of those boxes are being checked. I think yeah. this is the passion piece that I can continue to go back to. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Seems like every time I'm on a call with you,
0: you're you're sending me messages back with like you're getting Timber more ideas. More, well you're getting more <laughs> more ideas for sure. But that's and that's normal for us as entrepreneurs. But you seem to be getting more and more clarity about your journey. Yes. Um and so talk about that for a second because like when you were first started, you, you were just you just were do, you doing the car parts to make money? It was literally just to make money, and a lot of people are there, and that's totally fine. That's the what furniture was for me. It was a stepping stone into other things, and we essentially burned that down too, and we sold it <laughs> off we sold it off and so but we're not selling furniture anymore. Another option would have been to continue that, hire some staff, get a warehouse, but still that would have occupied a part of my brain, and I didn't really want that and so it just made more sense to completely divorce us from that situation, uh, from that business. Um, talk about the clarity piece that even like years, years, years of you've been doing this for several years now, and you're still getting more and more clarity about what you enjoy and how to build a business around that Rather than just going after opportunities because they're there. You could go back to selling car parts on eBay if you wanted to. If you just, you and your wife desperately needed to make money, you have that skill set. You could go back to do that. Well, why aren't you? Well, it's because that's not your passion. You have, you've gotten to a place where you no longer have to make money right now. And so it's freed up your creativity. It's freed up your, um, you just freed up your mind to think about, well, what's really, what do I really want to do here? Cause I'm not struggling to make my ends meet anymore. So you can have fun and be creative and try new things. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't, I guess I never like thought of it as like, where is my turning point? It was like a uh-huh. constant adjustment. Mm-hmm. I think that constant adjustment came from running into those things where it's like, mm, I, I'm not enjoying this. I, I think I've been very good at understanding the my success is normally tied very closely to the joy that I'm getting out of the thing, which yeah. is, I don't know if that's common or uncommon. But for me, it's definitely sure. been tr- true. Yeah. It was very enjoyable getting the car parts that with my father because i was doing it with him then as soon as it turned into like it's lucrative and i can do this as a business now i need to do this more and it snowed and everything was frozen and i had to go out there by myself and it was like michigan right yeah it was like clearly like oh i don't like this yeah. i can do it for a little while but i know i cannot like force myself to do something for a long that's why i yeah. like have a hard time getting having a job is like i I can't do something for a long period of time if like I don't like it. I don't know if it's yeah. D- I'm just like a broken person in that. But I think that's the entrepreneurial spirit. Is I like, think there's no, how
0: many people are out there that the are listening to
1: this right now that yeah. go to a job that's
0: making ends meet for them, but they hate it. Probably a lot. Well, okay, let me ask you this. And I have this is why these interviews are. Funny. I don't know if I answered that last question.
1: Sorry, I just um
0: well, real quick, I want to jump in now, then if you want to answer the last I don't even know. Who knows? I'm just having fun. Hanging out with you. Would your situation be different if you were married at the time? Like, would you, Ooh. would you have been, um, because that's where some people are is they have a, they're married and they have a family and they don't feel like they can, um, be as creative and as risk-taking and they have the, the eBay car park business, or they're selling on Amazon, or they have a full-time job that's bringing in money. And then yeah, it's not really my thing. It's not like what I really want to be doing. I don't I mean the job's great. It's okay. Um, sure, I'd love to be doing something else, but that's a big risk when I got my when I have my family to take care of. I, I don't want to be irresponsible. Do you think you you would have still I think you still would have knowing you, I think you still would have figured out a way to
1: you would not I, have been happy and you wouldn't not have stuck there. But <laughs> for sure. I uh, think even when I was young, I had multiple jobs just uh-huh. in a like searching for a, a thing that i could do I, I, we've talked about this a little bit not on this podcast but before of just going like i i am semi jealous of the people that like i've always wanted to be a veterinarian and i i knew that from a very young age it was like yeah. I, I never felt like i had a thing that i was like I'm, I'm gonna be an astronaut i'm gonna be a it was like <laughs> what do you want to be i was like i don't know but hopefully i can figure it out and i think that's what my journey has been is just a lot of like figuring it out i think there are certain things that you have to hit like you you have to make some money you have to eat you have to find a place to live if you want to be a part of society like these are things that you get so i think as you climb up that ladder you you, there are times that you can like ask yourself questions and get clarity and i think i've been very good at that of just asking myself a question and going like why am i frustrated right now why is it that i don't like this oh because it's freezing cold outside and i don't want to be doing this (laughs) if i was married maybe i would have been able to like press on deeper to that because I've been able to like, okay, I have to do this to pay for the place that me and my wife are staying, Mm -hmm. or this is going to fall hundred percent on my wife. This, so it might've forced my hand to do it longer than I wanted to, but I think I would have still came to that same. Yeah. I I can only say that now because it's, it it is things that I'm currently doing. Me and Nathaniel had a thriving business and I decided to shut it down because I was like, there's elements of this that I love, but there's a lot of elements of this that I don't like. I'm not a graphic designer. There's a lot of parts of this business that if Nathaniel wants to take a run with it, he can, but I have to bow out. And then he was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to do this without you because you're doing all the things that I don't want to do. And I was like, it was right. a perfect match, but not for us. And that was when I was married. And I yeah. think that's why I'm looking for more reoccurring monthly revenue that's consistent mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now what I'm doing is there's not a lot of consistency. It's like high spikes, which... Sure. Doesn't bother me as an entrepreneur, but it really bothers, bothers your wife. my wife. Yeah. yeah. So, past, I would say maybe I would have done things longer than I'm doing now, sure. but I think I still would have been bouncing and burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it would have it held my feet to the fire a little bit longer to make sure that I have enough yeah. capital to go through whatever the situation is that we're going through. Because there yeah. were a lot of slim times in our marriage when we were early on where it was just like, mm-hmm. this is going to hurt us and it's my yeah. decision I want to talk to my wife but the, at a certain point like I, I I have faith in myself where maybe she didn't in the beginning but I was like yeah. this is what I want to do so I think now that it's probably not a good habit but the, it's been the habit that I've had for a while she's gotten more used to it but I, I think I still would have <laughs> done it if I was married earlier yeah. in this journey
0: yeah you're just wired that way <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <good>. married with <laughs> gasoline and <in> matches right <laughs> That's funny that you say you you build it then burn it down because you kind of. But that you know what you you're very self aware as far as you know what you like what you don't like you know that you enjoy getting the project started and you want to hand it off after that and so talk about that for a second because now that it just means that you know what you what your role is in a certain situation like with what we're going to be working on and are already working on you enjoy those initial calls with people that were kind of, that were are you know, trying to find out how we could, their business could turn into a membership community. Um And then you want to take a little bit further, but then it's like, let's find somebody that project manages and hand it off to make sure that the team, so you, you know what you enjoy and what you don't.
1: And you're clear about that. Yeah, I think it, it's like a positive and negative, right? The, the building and burning has made me very good at, building clarity on finding out the pieces that I like and the pieces that I go, uh, this is definitely either the person I'm working with is going to have to help me with this, or we're going to have to hire somebody else. If you have, if I just had the parts business, maybe I wasn't hyper aware of like what I really want to do, but because I've Mm -hmm. had so many iterations of what I'm attempting to do, I've gotten very clear on looking back and going, why did that fail? Is it just because I got bored? Why did I get bored? What was the thing about it? Did, did we mess something up? Did we not do enough marketing? Should we have built a business yeah. differently? Reading the book E-Myth 2 was a big like aha moment for us where it was Nathaniel's an excellent technician. I'm an excellent entrepreneur, but we're yeah. missing the third part of having a manager. That was the aha moment for that. But I guess maybe to go a little farther back when I was 13, 14, um, I, I was working from that age. And I think as I had more jobs, it was always just like the more jobs that I had. I I like working at a restaurant because of these reasons. I like working at this because of, and I'm just trying to find a thing that I could just do for a long period of time. I I worked at a hospital at a very young age. And then I saw a guy retire and I was just talking to him because he was a friend of mine. And then he was like, Oh, I got to sell my house. I got to sell my car. I got to downsize because now that I'm retired, I'm not going to make as much as I am working. Mm. And I think that like really Pressed upon me when I was little, like I know I don't want that. Yes. So I'd rather like not have any money or very little money for a long time and at least enjoy what I have and whatever level I reach, I can have that for as long as I want. And instead of like giving 50 years to something, and then at the end of it, not even be able to afford what I did the 50 years yes. for. It was like scary to me. And I remember having a conversation with my mom, and my mom was like. Just, we've had more conversations because she's living with me now, but she she was like, this is always funny to me that you were so young and had a conversation with somebody so much older than you. And yeah. this is what you took out of it because I, she never saw it like that. She was just like, this is what happens where it was like, I've never thought of it. And it was like forced in my face. And I was like, yeah. I got to keep searching for <laughs> what I want. Cause I, like, yeah. I know me, I can't do that. I could barely yeah. do something for like six months. I'm yeah. never going to be able to do something for 50 years and then like not have what I've been working for, for that 50 years. So that was very yes. oh, impressive so on me. Yeah. Wow.
0: Because most people just accept it. That's what you do. You work for 50 years, 40 years, you retire and you've got to figure out a ways to live off of a smaller <laughs> income. That's just normal, right? Doesn't have to be though. Yeah. You just chose I think a- to buck the system or just question it. Like, is this really what I want? This is normal for a lot of people, but
1: it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Do you think entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because they are wired differently? Like, uh, I, I guess I watch comedy. I like comedians. Comedians feel like they are um, left out of society and they view things differently. I almost feel like entrepreneurs are the same way. Yeah. Like we we just process information a little differently. I think that's yeah. why as soon as I see entrepreneur, that's why I love helping entrepreneurs. It's like, we're already thinking differently. Yeah. It's hard to get answers and solutions to things because they're not necessarily like in a textbooks they come from other people's experiences and you just had to talk to enough people to go i didn't even know that was possible yes let me try that in my own business and i think that's why uh, entrepreneurs i think is like a um, team game more than just like a single played game Mm -hmm. like you're not versing anybody you're trying to gather information to help each other out and I, i said this before too like everybody's racing but there might be a front runner but that front runner is not the front runner forever there's always right. like a jockeying of position I think the more that you yeah. help and get help then you're able to continue to stay in the race but if you are not willing to help people then I think you fall out the race very early and I mm-hmm. think that's what I've enjoyed with my time being in the race is like I'm always willing to help people and get help so that yeah. I can continue this journey of searching to find what I like and I think this is why yeah. I'm constantly asking myself these clarifying questions Mm -hmm. And now coming to this point where I do enjoy helping people, Mm -hmm. I enjoy the consulting. I really like working with Ryan. This seems like a good fit, the consulting. If we can do this with businesses, Mm -hmm. show them how to implement these things. They agree. Mm -hmm. They need marketing. They need email marketing, social media, they need a presence. Working on the business and in the business is two different things. And I think a lot of people see this and then being able to provide them with the hours with somebody else's help to be able to implement that
0: Mm.
1: is very exciting to me. Mm.
0: So as you know, I have a lot of uh, e-commerce sellers in my audience mm-hmm. and for some of these, this is totally resonating. Some others like, you know, I'm just going to continue to do my e-commerce and that's, I love e-commerce. I want to continue just doing that for a lot of them though. I know that this, that is just what furniture was to me and what selling car parts on eBay was to you is just a stepping stone into other things. So how would you advise somebody? that's on a call. Let's pretend that there's somebody on a call with us right now on a hot seat. That's telling us that they have other dreams and goals and visions for, you know, other types of business. They want to have a membership site or they want to write, write a book or create a course. How do they do that with, um, you know, their, their Amazon business is making them money. So it's a struggle to turn attention away from that because that's what's bringing in the, the bucks right now, but they, <laughs> it's not their passion they will, they don't definitely don't want to burn it down. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'm
1: not the best person to give advice. (laughs) They want to bold it,
0: but maybe you're not the best person to give advice here. (laughs) But what would you do if you were back in that position where you were still selling car parts on eBay, but you still had a, you knew you had another passion. Would you just carve out time in your day to, okay, this is my time to sell car parts on eBay. Let's get that done as fast as possible so that I can do what I really enjoy. What,
1: what do you think that would look like for you? I, I think now that I've gotten older, I, I, I understand in order to start something else, it requires a lot of time, just mm-hmm. like education, time in to build mm-hmm. a thing. I, I, I see now the benefit of really systemizing whatever I'm about to burn down and or hand bolt it down if oh, you're going to keep yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I'm just saying from my okay. point of view, if I was to build a system <laughs> instead of burning it down, I could have bolted it. Yes. Yeah. S- only after I read the book e that I understood like, oh, a manager was the missing piece. If I was mm-hmm. able to 50-50 split something or even give somebody 75% of the business and continue yeah. to earn some type of revenue, but hand it off. I yeah. just didn't see how to do it and knew that, okay, it's time for me to pivot the only way that I know how to pivot from looking back is by just jumping into the new sure. thing. The new thing yeah. causes the lack of time into this. And then this mm-hmm. is why it catches on fire and burns and crashes because it's <laughs> nobody's feeding it. So yeah. it's it is a business. You have to put time and energy into right. it. So I would right. say from my past mistakes, if you are an e-commerce seller and you're the one doing everything in your business, find some type of way to get your time. Back. I know you and Jim talk about like the taping of the boxes. What is the lowest thing that you could hand off to somebody else? What are the things that are Mm. five to 10 to 15 to $20 an hour things and give that to somebody else? If you are not passionate about car parts or furniture or an e commerce business, I would look at what you're doing. What hat you're wearing at whatever time and then Mm -hmm. say, is this the best hat for me? Should I hand this off to somebody else? Am I looking for products and I'm just spending a lot of time doing this and I'm sometimes distracted by looking at social media and whatever else the case may be. But if I pay somebody, then the hours that I pay them, I know for sure they're going into this and I get more products because I'm paying somebody to do this a lot more efficient to me. Or is it like Ryan and Jim say about getting somebody in your house to actually box this stuff up because boxing stuff up is just time intensive. It's not really the best use of your time as a e-commerce seller. So I would look at the business, try to systemize it, and then find ways to get your time back. It might Mm. seem like a huge hurdle in the beginning to hire somebody. But I think as an entrepreneur, it's the biggest scalable piece because... After I did it the first time, it gets way easier to do it the second time, sure. make a job listing, know where to go, how to hire the person, how to yeah. pay for the taxes, like all the other pieces that you're just going to learn the first time. But if you step out in faith that first time, it gets way easier the second time. And then you can oh, go, totally. ah, here's a part of the business that I can easily yeah. hand off. This will make me a lot more money because I'll get my time back. But Absolutely. if you can use that to either grow your business or move into the next business, you'll be able to bolt it to your business yeah. instead that of first hire is always the,
0: the toughest one and the most agree. Agree. scary one. Mm-hmm. But once you do it, you will be like, man, I should have done this so much earlier. Way earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I am freed up. My, my mind is free. It's not so cluttered with all these things. I can now be in more of my desire zone, the things and do the things that only I can do. Um Have as, you as talked about a, that Michael Hyatt? Um, no, I don't think we've talked about this on this podcast. We can definitely go into that. Um Let's jump over into that topic with feeling overwhelmed and frazzled um, <laughs> but yeah you brought up um, the Michael Hyatt his uh, his compass uh, freedom compass from his book um, it's in the book about uh, your world-class executive assistant but it's also in um, another one of his books and it's essentially just about you know the different zones of work where you have your drudgery zone those are the tasks that you hate to do and aren't good at all the way up to the tasks that you love to do and are good at that's like your what uh, gay Hendricks calls the zone of genius in his book, uh, the big leap. Hey, hey. <laughs> is hey, your, hey, is your, is your little coworker going <laughs> to give us a speech? <laughs> uh, he might, but, um, the, so that's the, then your desire zone is like your zone of genius. Those things that are uniquely you're uniquely qualified to do and, and you're really good at as well. And you enjoy, so yeah, let's jump into that. Cause, um, That's one big reason I wanted to have you on is just talking about, you know, you've been going through a tough season over the last few months. Me too, with my dad passing away and Mm -hmm. I feel like things are falling to the wayside. Um, tasks aren't getting done. Um, thank God I have a team for the big stuff, but there's still some things that I have been doing in the past that just aren't getting done as fast. So yeah, let's talk and just let you go with that. What some, what tell me about the season you've been going through and, um, Anything that comes to mind with what we just mentioned with Michael Hyatt's?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm laughing because it's, it, this is the duality of the situation. If I had a team like correctly built my business in this crisis time, it would have hindered me and taken my time, but it wouldn't have like ripped the knees out from underneath my business. I'm in the middle of building a new business with you. I'm in the middle of doing a lot of consulting which was mostly me i'm in the middle of rehab these are like major projects that i have going on not to mention all like the life stuff that comes along with it but if i if i had teams in these buckets of projects mm-hmm. none of the projects would have stalled out yeah i lost a very close friend to me that we were actually doing deals together i was repositioning a good amount of money to be able to buy more properties with him he had cancer they gave him a 10 year time frame and then like within a couple of weeks uh, he passed so it was like a, a, a big shock the things that yeah. we planned on doing because he was 60 I thought for sure he's gonna make it to 80 we were making long-term plans then when we got that news we just kind of moved stuff around we, we had a lot of handshake deals so it was pretty easy to walk that stuff back it wasn't any legal things that we had to do right then when it like got close to where he passed it was just like oh all the things that I was doing to position to do more with him has completely stopped. And it was just, it it really hurt me. I just like needed my own time to just recoup. We had a lot of calls with you, which I really appreciate and just going like, but I think seeing you go through losing your father, it it was just interesting. Like your business didn't stop. Right. uh, The post kept on coming. The information kept on coming. Your business kept on running. It was just like, here's why I really need to now at the age that I am, focus on building a solid business more than just a solo entrepreneur's journey into whatever the next thing I'm doing. Because life is only going to continue to happen. And I don't want to be at that retired age of 65 and looking back and going, oh, I should have hired more people. I should have set these businesses up different. So I see myself Mm -hmm. going to that same thing that I was trying to avoid when I was very young and moving back into that where it's like, oh, almost all of this is on me currently. It hasn't always been that way. But just as of more recently, I've enjoyed the consulting because that's really the thing that I'd enjoy the most, Mm -hmm. but now I'm just trying to pivot and going, how can I still scratch that itch of wanting to help people, but build an actual business, Mm -hmm. seeing what you were doing with your VAs. I was like, this is very similar to what me and Athena were doing. Mm -hmm. I think I want to help with that because now I can, instead of just providing the VAs of doing a job, Mm -hmm. I can go, Hey, we're doing this for you, but tweaking it a little bit this way would make it more profitable would make it more yeah. lucrative Would make it less expensive for you to do xyz and we've had calls with people they tell us how much they're spending on the vas and we go mm, we can help you with that we, we have people going i'm spending this many hours and we go oh, we can help you with that we had a conversation with my church actually and it just one of the people in the we have a pretty large church but one of the people there is like they call the internet pastor and it was just like interesting me and ryan having the conversation just and you do that and you do that and you do that it was just like he started laughing he was like yeah there's no way there's not enough time in the day for me to do all these things. I understand. I need help. I just, I don't know where to go or how to get it because the budget has been splashed and how we normally solve this. I cannot solve it like that. So then talking to them about VAs was just like, I never even thought of that. That seems amazing. How do we actually build this into So it's fun helping the church to move in that direction also.
0: Yes. Wow. Wow, So
1: much there we could unpack. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Yeah, you said helping um, helping people and getting their time back is a, yeah. is a passion for me. It seems like there's a lot of opportunities with the people that we've been having calls with. And that's why I'm getting more excited now yeah. and seeing that the crisis doesn't have to cause like a business ending thing if you yeah. properly set your business up. And I think having a lot of conversation yeah. with you and seeing the success that you're having, going through very similar things that I'm going through and just going, mm, this is why I like working with Ryan because he has this stuff. I, I definitely look up to you. I feel like you've been a mentor to me so now to be able to work with you with both of these things lining up where we both like helping people and now we have teams of people that can also aid and your constant suggestion of memberships is like yes I full stamp that because I think that's the best way to make money online yeah. for a reoccurring monthly yes. money making and to truly help somebody because there's I mean I've bookshelves of books, I would love to be able to like go and ask those author questions, clarity, understand it more and go deeper on that subject, but yeah. they don't offer any way to do that. So it, yeah. it felt weird in the beginning to have a membership, but then I saw the benefits of it now that I'm in multiple memberships to go, this is what I want to learn. This is who I want to learn yeah. it from. And I get the ability to interact with that person and grow in this piece of information. Instead of just reading yeah. a book and going, it's my interpretation of this book. Instead right. of going, I'd like to ask a question and get clarity on this. And then how do I use this and apply it to myself and my business? Mm, that's
0: good. You know, you've probably read Robert Kiyosaki's book, the rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the self-employed person, um, investor, and business owner, investor, business owner. um, I would imagine most people listening are that person that's self-employed, that their business is requiring them. If they left for two weeks, their business would pause or go down. Now, if you're an Amazon seller, you could still put, pump a bunch of inventory. in. if you have a prep center you have VAs, you're at a level, you're at a different level. So that's great. Um, do you feel like the, that level from going from self-employed to the business owner? And even over to investor, is that building a team? Do you feel like it's it's definitely systems? Um, he talks processes. about the B
1: being like big business. I think okay. his definition of big business is like hiring and employing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a like bigger picture how the money can come in how you can use the money how you can avoid some taxes i, mm-hmm. I think there is a huge difference between being a self employed or a business like the mm-hmm. the business entity is different so i think from that level mm-hmm. yes you kind of have to have employees mm-hmm. I, i'm sure there's some big businesses that don't have any employees but i, I think that's the exception to the rule not the rule but i yeah. would say the big business B and the investor side, you you have to have a team. Because even in the investing side, like I have multiple financial advisors, I have multiple stock and any kind of asset understanding, there are people that I can go to. I love real estate because I have a large team of older men that see things from my perspective, are able to help me, willing to help me, enjoy helping me. The only reason I'm finding success in that is because I have a team of people yeah. over there. If I was trying to invest in real estate and not have that hundred year plus of experience, it would be extremely yeah. difficult. And I think yeah. the same thing can be said for the business. I, I think you can do the B by yourself, but it's extremely mm-hmm. difficult. And yeah. at some point you have to have an accountant. So that's a person like you might not be yes. directly employing them as an employee, right. but they're right. on your team. So maybe that's the difference. I think you can be an S doing you could probably do your own taxes as a self-employed too but to move into a business you have to have a team yeah. be, be that you hiring them as your own employee or a subcontractor whatever the case may be but i, right. I think you have to have a team and maybe that's the definition between the, the left side of that quadrant and the right side yeah. of the quadrant yeah
0: mm-hmm. anything else you want to say about being uh just frazzled and that we need to talk about obviously we'll uh, share a little bit about what we're trying to accomplish and how we're trying to provide vas for
1: people I would say <laughs> frazzled and unfrazzled is like a a, a state. It's not like yeah. you, you hit a <laughs> success line. You go like, I'm unfrazzled right. forever. I, I would say I've been frazzled and unfrazzled, overwhelmed and like feeling like I have clarity and money and time and energy mm-hmm. and effort. And then something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last crisis was an eye opener to go, okay, at my age that I am, I feel like I should, not have had this crisis, do this much damage to my business. I, Mm -hmm. I, Due to the pandemic and some other things, I've put myself in this position because I thought it was the best. Now this is another eye opener to go, I I need a team. I need to build this back into a business. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you are doing something, making the money, and that's the current step that you're on and you you are unsatisfied about it or just unhappy with, I would say continue to go, with that, but then try to build that into a business because I think no matter what you're doing, like if I was doing the carports or the furniture or whatever, I think if at that time we were like, how do we hire this out to get our time back and build this and keep this as a business? The practice of that alone Mm -hmm. can be a skill that can be duplicated in any industry or field. I think I have done it partially, but leaned on other people heavily to help with this. Now I think it's on me to go, okay, what are the things that I like don't like. And even the partnerships that I'm having, I'm, I, I try to make it extremely clear. This is what I'm good at. This is what I enjoy. This is what I'm going to spend a lot of time on. But here are the pieces that I am not good at. These are not my strengths. Yeah. So if you're trying to work with me and these are the things that you're expecting from me, this is not going to work because of, right. here's all my past histories of these failures. <laughs> They've worked to a certain point, but then they fall <laughs> apart because of right. this. Being able to be hypocritical of yourself, I think is another like entrepreneurial skill. Yeah. I think the build it, burn it has made me extremely critical of myself to go, <laughs> ah, I made a mistake here. It wasn't because yeah. of the pandemic or because of the market or because of somebody else. It was like, I'm taking ownership of this. Now I just want to do it better moving forward. Yeah. And I think building a business, all of that past information is going to help me to actually build a business and become a unfrazzled entrepreneur where it's yeah. being able to no matter what happens, crisis or not there is a solid business that's able to run without me mm-hmm. managers and having team members be on the same boat. Yeah. The same page is I think the the ticket to this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's chat a little bit about what we, what we're doing together. Um, what I'm most excited about now. <laughs> yeah. this is really fun. I mean, just because I, um, with the the Legends group that I have, um, we started a VA service three years ago. Three years ago, February, February 2019, we started a virtual assistant service, just looking at the needs of that group. People were asking about VAs. And so we've had legendary VAs for um, three plus years now. And that's been awesome. And I love that. But now over... And that's going to continue. So if you need help with a VA for Amazon, just uh, just email me or go to legendary, legendaryvas.com. Vas.com. Um, but I've been getting more and more people that have asked for, hey, I'm not an Amazon seller, but I need help with help me to find podcasts that can be a guest on. Can a VA do research for me? Can they put together a list? Uh, I have a friend named Kent Julian, who's a public speaker and does keynotes all over the country. And he wanted his VA to help put together association, association lists. Um, I said, that's easy. They could easily do that. Any type of internet <laughs> research. I'm getting a lot of people, and you and I have been on calls with folks, and it seems like the biggest theme from people that we talk to are they need help with social media. They need help with growing their email list. Marketing for sure. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this and, and any if you need a VA for anything, just let us know. Um, just go to wingmanvas.com. That's our that's going to be our new site. And you can get a free download called the um, Outsourcing Starter Guide. But the, the th- key themes that we're seeing from people that we talk to are a, a lot of them are what I went through a few years ago when I would wake up and think, what am I going to post on social media today? And you know, you're trying to grow your business. You know, you're supposed to be on social media, but gosh, I'm not a graphic designer. I just don't know what to put every, all these other big brands and other people that are doing my same thing, or they're out there all the time. And I'm just totally missing the boat here. And so I would spend an hour trying to come up with a, a post and it wouldn't look good. And so until I hired a VA, now I will, I will be driving down the road with my wife and she'll look at the phone like, wow, great post today. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know what, what went out. I mean, I just, I have a team that handles that, but they're pulling from my content. So it's not like they're, they have free range to pull from anything on the internet. They're pulling from my own stuff, my podcast or my blog. And so I know it's, it's totally fine, but I don't have to think about that. And that's a huge weight off of my shoulders. And every entrepreneur we've talked to are like, I would love to have a place where, you know, I can just podcast, I can just blog, I can just write my book, I can just create my course and somebody come along after me and repurpose that content into social media posts to drive traffic back to my offerings. So that's one of the things we're seeing a lot of people need. However, if you need a VA for literally about anything, (laughs) we can help you because we've uh, partnered with a, a whole team in the Philippines that, uh, can uh, make that happen. So I, it's probably, there's probably not very much that they couldn't do for you. They're not going to podcast for you. They're not going to get on stage for you if you're a public speaker. Um, but pretty much anything else that you need for your business, they can handle. So
1: There's a lot of pieces that you uh, associate as a whole, like podcasts, like Ryan's saying, and they might not be able to podcast for you. They might right. not be able to get on the mic, but they can definitely help you with any clarity, editing the audio, editing the video, right. coming up with the thumbnail, uploading it. There's a lot of different pieces to that. And I think this is the as we're having conversations with people, they're lumping a lot of this stuff together where it's, oh, no, I'm doing all of this for the church. I can't hand this whole job off where it's like, yeah. OK, let's break that down and then say, what parts of this are you actually doing, and what pieces of this are taking you a long time? Mm. Marketing as a whole has many different pieces. I think there are custom solutions to some of this stuff where it's like, I, I hate coming up with the social media post, but like Ryan's team, they're going and pulling from him. He's still in right. control, it's still his business. He just gives up control of this small piece where it's going through his own content, filling out what he feels like needs to be posted, then driving that traffic to whatever he feels it needs to be. It's just a lot of thought process that goes into it. But if you have a team that understands this is Ryan's business, this is an interesting post. This is an interesting quote. This is an interesting picture. Just like the Michael Hyatt thing. I think if the whoever the VA listens to this, they'll be able to pull that picture, put it up on social media and go, hey, this is a new thing that Steven and Ryan talked about. If you're interested to check out the whole podcast or go over here to the website and check out the free offers. Stuff that can be done in the background where it feels like it's, the oh, I had to do all of this, but having conversations with a lot more people now just making them see like even checking your email, feel like you're spending five hours a day checking email, all that stuff can be sorted oh, yeah. and organized and then a VA can actually go through and custom feed you the ones that are most important, categorize yeah. them and even get back to people for you has been another huge thing that's given people their time back. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So if you just go to wingmanvas.com and get their outsourcing starter guide, that'll really help you think through. um, It's a workbook essentially that we've created that'll help you think through what jobs and am I doing right? What in my business, what tasks am I doing? And where are they on this zone? Is it something I love to do? I'm good at? Is it something I hate to do and I'm not good at? And then you can just start picking off tasks one by one. And you can even get on a call with our team and to help you figure out which ones are going to be the easiest to outsource and
1: what that would look like. So, um, I guess yeah, i are just excited. You, we talked about this a little bit too. Is like the the you talked about how long it took you to get the VA to do the social media because you were like, ah, it's such a small amount of time, but then you realize like it is actually like taking a lot more of your time. It, it seems like a monumental task to train somebody else to do the thing, but if you look at it, like spending 10 minutes, 20 minutes to make the social media post versus an hour seems like it's not a fair comparison, but if the hour gets that job completely off your (laughs) plate forever, then you really made a lot more of your time back than the original hour that you've put into it. Oh, for sure.
0: Absolutely. All right. Any other last pieces of advice you'd offer for folks that are feeling frazzled and overwhelmed with all the opportunity or overwhelmed in their current business?
1: Or what would you say? Uh, We're starting a podcast (laughs) (laughs) on Fresno Entrepreneur. And I think the hot seats actually having a lot of these calls publicly to see and help other people. Because I think there's a lot of times where you as a business owner just never even thought or heard of or even had any inclement that is a possibility of a solution. These are the things that I'd like to get a little bit more public where it's like, oh, I didn't know I could give access to the emails for somebody else and they could do all this. So I didn't know I could just give somebody this limited access on my YouTube channel and they could do all of this stuff with it. And I didn't realize this little thing that I was kind of putting off could turn into a full funnel or something else, or even talking to you a little bit too about the marketing and just going, have you ever thought about this? Like just instead of the email sequence going on like this, well, you have all of these other businesses. Shouldn't they all line up a little bit more? Like, don't you think there's a little more cohesiveness in your business? And then going, oh yeah. And then realizing like, it's not a lot of Ryan's time that goes into this, new idea. It's like, oh, that is awesome. Let me reach out to this VA that could do this or the person that's right. on the website, or whatever the case may be, and let me implement this strategy. Right. And I think that's what really getting your time back allows you to do. Is think through your business a little bit more, reach out to other people mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, now I have a couple of VAs. How do I use these VAs? This one is doing the social media, but I really don't see the growth that I'm looking for. How do I get them to use this better? How can I set up my business to be a little bit more efficient? The efficiency calls are the things that I think I'm more passionate enjoyment about because it it actually gets time back and adds to the bottom line. And I think doing that through other people helping you as VAs is like the canapulting piece of growing a lot of these businesses. And we're going to need that kind
0: of content. So I was literally talking to my person does my social media for me today. and was telling her about the unfrazzled, unfrazzled entrepreneur. (laughs) podcast that you steven and i are going to do and some of the content that's going to come out we've already recorded the first five episodes and so that's we're expecting this to launch maybe next week Um, from the time of this airing this is uh march the 30th um, that we're recording this um but we're going to need people to be on the quote hot seat or um just to be on we we want to we enjoy these calls we've had so far with folks And so if you want to get a free session with us to help, we could go over uh, that worksheet with you after you filled it out to get an idea of the things you're doing in your business and just provides like a clarity call essentially on what, which of those tasks you could outsource pretty easily. uh, And then we'll use that content for the podcast, which would be super cool. And um, I think it'd be fun to listen to because, you know, just because you can listen to somebody else's story and hear your own story in it, and get good, <laughs> get good feedback, and glean information and wisdom from that person. The same advice we might give person A, the person listening can get you use it
1: as well. And I think that's another saying. thing of having a lot of these calls is it, it is like a how do I get my time back or how do I pivot? These yeah. are the two like main factors for the calls that we're having. Yeah. I think the the advice that we're giving. To me, seems very similar. Like it might be custom fitted for an individual person. Like, what are the actual tasks that? Because everybody's passion is a little bit different, but it's right. The solutions to it is almost like the checklist. It's like it is. Look at your business. What hat are you putting on? How many hours? Is it something you enjoy or don't enjoy? Like the the way that we're handling a lot of calls is like procedural to a point. It is. Then we go. Okay, now that we have all the information, here are suggestions that we think work for you here's something that you might want to consider you're leaving a lot of money on the table here just like i I, over the last couple of months have got very passionate about youtube and then just seeing like people have very large youtube channels but are not monetized they are not driving any traffic from youtube they're getting millions of views over there and just going like did you know you could turn on monetization just for youtube it's like the lowest hanging fruit that's gonna bring in not crazy money but it is actual extra money Mm because even talking to somebody they were like hey i could use that money to do more marketing. And I was like, yeah, you're going to get at least 100 hundred, two hundred $200, actually $200 to do any kind of pay-per-click ad marketing that you want to do. Here's yeah. the money right here. And just having a call. And it's just interesting to see how people have a lot of things, but don't know how to mm-hmm. squeeze the money out of those things. And then sure. like reinvest that back. Sometimes into it business. takes another
0: person to look at your business outside. Like even calls that I get on with you. Um, it's fun because you're asking me <laughs> questions about my own business that I never thought about that like that or whatever. It's just very helpful to have another person that's outside looking in, ask questions. So
1: yeah, um, when I go, Ryan, you're, Tell these people to sell memberships all the time. Yeah. Do you have a business that helps you I have a business that helps memberships. I've been doing it, <laughs>
0: I've been doing it for several years now. Um, so if you want to be on that, if you want to be on a call with us and us use that as a, a podcast episode, assuming that you know it's a turns out okay and it, you you agree that it's okay for us to share that, uh, just email me Ryan at ryanrieger.com and we'll consider you for a a free clarity type call. Where we'll go over your business with you and just provide a consultation and show you where you might be able to save a lot of time, get your time back with the help of a VA. So cool. Anything else? I think that's it. Awesome, man. Appreciate you. It's been such some so fun just getting to know you over the last few years and seeing where this uh, thing goes and all the people <laughs> we're going to be able to help
1: through this. Excited. Yeah, I just want to say thank you again. Uh, I mean, even those little pushes of just like, hey, do you think you would get in front of people? Do you think you would teach? And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Then you giving me the opportunity and just going, oh, I do like this. So it is, uh, I think having those conversations, meeting with other people and then just having them suggest things and giving you an opportunity is like, uh, I don't know how to say thank you enough for that because it's definitely changed the trajectory of my business. Wow. Very cool. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. All right.
0: Bye-bye, everyone. See you
1: next week.